the EAPA Chataway podcast with Lindsay Taylor. Hello, I'm Lindsay Taylor, founder and director of Your Excellence Limited Virtual Academy. I am delighted to be sharing my EAPA Chataway with Lindsay podcast with you. Throughout this podcast series, I am truly privileged to chat away with top EAs, PAs and star guests from the administrative professional community. Like me, I know you're going to be inspired by the wisdom, knowledge and insight shared. This podcast is episode nine, featuring Julianne Hill, who is PA to the Executive Director of Development and Sales and the Director of External Affairs at BPHA, a housing association. BPHA are committed to providing its customers with high quality value for money services whilst continuing to develop energy efficient, sustainable and affordable housing. Jules works out of their Bedford UK office or be like everyone else at the moment, she's working from home. Julianne is a board member and EA on a voluntary basis to the Chair of Women in Social Housing, WISH, London Region, which is a national networking association. Julianne is a recent graduate with Your Excellency Limited, having studied with us for the last year and achieving the Ofpol Regulated Qualification SFJ Awards Level 4 Certificate in Office and Administration Management. Julianne will be continuing her studies with us and is a learner on the May cohort of our new 2021 program, the Mini MBA for Senior and Executive Assistants. Welcome. So I've introduced you at the beginning of this podcast with your full name, Julianne. Are you happy with me calling you this or would you prefer Jules, which I'm guessing you're going to want to use because it's shorter for the introduction of your name, Jules. (laughs) Hi, Hi, Lindsay. It's really lovely to be here today. Jules is great. It is less letters, so it was it was easier to find some some words to uh, introduce myself. That's what I thought. It's amazing the number of guests that suddenly have a much shorter name so that they can introduce themselves using those initial letters. So for all our listeners, you know what happens next. Um, Jules is going to introduce herself with the initial letters of her name. So over to you, Jules. (laughs) Okay, so uh, my J is for journey, which is a reflection of the huge learning and growth um, journey that I've been on over the last year. Lockdown and working from home has actually given me a real opportunity to engage in the course that I I undertook with Your Excellency. It's really given me an opportunity to engage in um, studying and learning with yourselves and networking as part of the new virtual world, uh, which is something I wasn't able to sort of really get involved in or embrace before face to face just because of logistics, really. And it's been a really long time since I've actually done any studying. And it's, I just love that it's given me a real passion to, to carry it on. Excellent. Oh, I love to hear that. Okay. The you of your name, Jules? So you is for upbeat. Um, I do try to remain upbeat, positive and happy, which isn't always easy with life's curveballs, as we know, but I do try my best to have a positive mindset. Um, and I think as a PA, staying upbeat and positive really helps you to be open to sort of opportunities and possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And very often, I think when we are PAs, that the team kind of look to us to, to set that um, attitude in the workplace as well. And I think it's important to have that kind of positive mindset. Absolutely. So L, Jules. So L is for listener. 
Um, so I really pride myself on being a good listener. Um, I know it's really important. It comes to communicating with others, have that listening ear. But it was actually my son, um, who's recently turned 13, who picked this when I asked him what word, beginning with L, that he would use to describe me. So I was really touched that he said that. And that's actually quite praise from a teenager, I would say. <laughs> That is so lovely. Yeah, the very best feedback comes from our, from our family members. And sometimes we don't quite know what's going to come from a teenage son or daughter. <laughs> Did I share during the training with you the quote that the words listen and silent have the same letters as well? Have I shared that one with no. you? Yes, I like that. The words listen wow. and silent have the same letters. And I think that sometimes stops us in our tracks to think about what listening really is, because it, it's so important just to just to pause for the moment and really listen to what someone's sharing with you. So, um, OK, E then, Jewel. So E is for empowered. Um, I really love the definition of this, which is the process of becoming stronger and more confident. Um, and this is definitely something that I have. I feel that I've become over the last year from all my learning, my coaching and my networking. Brilliant. Yeah, I love that. And S, Jules. S is for supportive. So every time I do uh, one of the personality tests that I'm sure we've, we've all undertaken over the years, supportive always comes out as my number one trait. Supportive to me means providing encouragement and help and being, I see as, as part of the role of being the go-to person, which I would say that I am both at home and at work. Lovely. Love all of those words. Absolutely brilliant. So um, as you've alluded to already then, Jules, you've spent the last um, nearly a year studying with us. And I'd like to start off by saying a huge congratulations on achieving your um, Ofqual regulated qualification that you've done with us. It's a level four certificate um, in office and administration management. Quite a mouthful there. But so your certificate is going to be issued in the next few weeks. Um, and I know you're going to display that with absolute pride aren't you I think you've got your your frame already my frame is ready yeah (laughs) so so Jules for those who don't know about this uh, qualification that you've undertaken and what would you share with them and what would be useful for them to know Um, well thank you Lindsay Um, I'm really really um, proud of myself for a for completing the certificate, um, especially as I mentioned before, I haven't sort of studied or done any formal qualifications for quite some years. Um, so I'm really, really pleased to uh, to completed it. I would I would recommend the the course to to any EA or PA who just wants to. For me, it was proving to myself that I could learn and study and complete assignments. I would recommend it to any EOPA who just wants to elevate themselves in their role and just learn a bit more in depth about various various parts of things like communication skills, um, some of the models that we used were, re- were really, really useful and just, just more of an over an in-depth view of, of how a business and how you can operate more strategically, I would say. There's lots of theories and procedures and models, as I say, but they're, they're all really, really useful. And for me, I could just see them working as part of my day-to-day role and also as my business, everything sort of made more sense in a way. I now have a better understanding of how I can communicate better with my executives and, and with my colleagues, which was just just really, really helpful because, you know, it's part of our, our role. We can talk to people when we can communicate, but just the management styles and the different styles was a real eye opener for me and was really helpful. So the, the modules that I chose, because you, you choose three of four, don't you? So the three that I chose were the role of the executive personal assistant, effective office management, and commercial and business awareness for senior administration staff. And they're all very different, which made the learning 
really interesting. Um, they just covered a, a variety of topics. So things like project management, the communication styles I mentioned. We did a section on company branding, which I found particularly interesting, and just models on problem solving. Um, and we even did a section on how to manage your energy levels to perform at your best, which was really good. I think that's a really pertinent session as well, isn't it, at the moment with, with so much happening in this kind of COVID-ridden world and the fact that we do need to manage our energy. And again, you, you've alluded to the fact that the, the level four is, is quite a lot of management and leadership theory there. And I hope the way that we deliver that is we kind of cut through the jargon. And it sounds like you were able to sort of instantly grasp what some of those models are and actually how, they, how they're applicable and how they use within the workplace and how you can use them as well to benefit. So, uh, yeah, definitely. The other thing, Jules, that you mentioned there was the fact that the, the, the qualification, you have to do written assignments. So after each uh, unit attendance, I like that little laugh in the background. After each unit attendance, you submit a written assignment. And I know for lots of people that sign up for this qualification, that seems to be the, the one challenging thing for them. So maybe you, you haven't written an assignment ever, or maybe it was a long time since you were, you were at university. Um, and it's just getting back into that right writing but how did you find that writing the assignments honestly really daunting um I'd never written assignment before I didn't know what to expect um I I had visions of having to come up with 10,000 words just off 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 the bat but actually they were I wouldn't say easy they they were achievable they they were question based which I loved there was lots of um referencing to the learning that we that we had undertaken. I have to say the way that yourself and Malcolm did the training and presented, it was, you know, smaller sessions. It was, it was obviously all virtual, which can be, can seem quite daunting and a bit tiring, but the sessions were broken down into, into smaller chunks. There was regular breaks. There was lots of communication with your cohort. So it, you weren't just sitting looking at a screen sort of blankly all day. There was a lot, it was very interactive. Um, but the assignments, I think once, once I got into the flow of understanding the research I needed to do, how to complete the assignment properly, and there's lots of guides and instructions, it's all very clear. By, by the third one, I, I think I was a bit of a dab hand. <laughs> You were, and three amazing pass marks there as well. So uh, I think, like you say, it's that understanding the expectation. And sometimes it's more the, the structure of your of your assignment and the fact that you are using kind of that bibliography and the different referencing and everything we cover in the training. Of course, it's asked of you in the assignment. So there's no kind of trick questions as well. So, yeah, should be really proud of yourself because some great pass marks there. So, Jules, just to mention, it's quite an interesting story of how we connected to it. It? So I've been tagged on a friend's post on good old Facebook and you realised I was a trainer specialising in learning and development for the EAPA uh, profession. At the time, we're exploring options for your own learning journey. So um, we found out that our children go to the same school in Bedford, which is really bizarre, albeit a couple of years apart from each other. And actually, we live quite close to each other, although we still haven't met in person due to certain um, COVID <laughs> restrictions. So we have to we have to change that Jules we already know where all the all the great restaurants are in Bedford don't we so 
<laughs> so um, obviously uh, you enjoyed our training through the virtual academy as well because of the because of the pandemic and the fact that we're delivering everything virtually. So hopefully at the end of this year, we are planning some kind of face-to-face networking event so that our, our learners can get together and you can meet us in person because I do think that's a very different experience to complement the, the virtual training and the, and the virtual platforms that we're using. So one of the things I really loved about you as a learner um, was your experience of your, your growth in the confidence and your belief in yourself. So I think that was perfectly demonstrated, Jules, when I emailed you and asked you whether you'd feature on this podcast. And um, your response was just fantastic. I'm going to read what you said. I just love this. <laughs> as much as taking you up on your offer pushes me so far out of my comfort zone, it's in another country. I'd be delighted to join you for a chat away. <laughs> If the qualification had given me one thing, it's certainly more confidence than I had before. And I just love that response there and absolutely demonstrated by you. So uh, uh, congratulations on on being outside of your comfort zone here and chatting away to me as well. Yeah, I would never have even considered it, I don't think, before. It's just just doing the learning has just really boosted my confidence. And I think it's just having that understanding now and the networking as well has helped. It's just sometimes you just need to kind of take a little bit of a leap don't you yes yeah absolutely and we all, we always get together some amazing learners I think it's part and parcel of the profession anyway your fellow learners all want to you want to support each other and see each other through and gain the qualification together and I think there's been some amazing discussions throughout the training as well which has just really really helped too so Jules tell me a bit more about what you've gained alongside the the confidence um here and and how this has really worked for you because I know um, you've, you've already signed up to continue your learning journey with us. You signed up for our mini MBA and you're joining the May cohort. Well, we're really excited to have you on board as well. So, Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited for that, actually. It just seemed like a natural, a natural progression to continue the, my journey. And I, I like the mini MBA because I think it'll be a bit more in-depth on the sort of more business, businessy side, as it were, uh, which I think will really help. Um, I love that it's bite size. But one of the biggest gains, I think, is just that that desire there to, to learn and to get more involved in my role. And, and I can just see where I can, you know, where I might be able to take it. And as you said, Lindsay, um, is actually the learning's actually made me more comfortable working outside of my comfort zone. And I know that you've said before that that's where the magic happens. There's definitely a, a theme still flowing through all of these chatterways. People stepping out of their comfort zone, absolutely where the magic happens. And it's just delightful to see and amazing to experience as well. So tell us a bit more about your career journey to this point as well, then, Jules. Okay. So like many EAs and PAs and I've, I've heard on some of the, the podcasts before uh, so many of us just fall into the profession by accident and that's exactly what happened with me from a young age I just I always wanted to work in a bank and I, I did that when I left school at 16 and then my PA career started when I was 21 and it was a friend who um, was working at a communications company and she said they were looking for a PA and if I'm really honest, I didn't really know what that meant or what it was at the time. But I popped along to the recruitment agency. I had to do a typing test, which I did with two fingers, and I got the job. <laughs> and at the time, I had no knowledge of Word, Excel or PowerPoint. I just remember sitting in front of a screen just thinking, what's all this technology? And I kind of taught myself the basics and I, I just fell in love with the role. I knew then that I'd found my niche. I just loved it straight away. So... When I was in, in that, that first role, I then I went to night school to learn to touch type and shorthand. 
I, I was in that company for a few years and then I lived in Brighton at the time and for career progression, the natural move was to move up to London, which I, I did. And I worked in London in the city for about 13 years um, in investment banking. So, and I worked in different areas, research, IT, and even on the trading floor, which was quite an experience. And I loved it. I loved, I'd worked with some amazing executives and I just had some really great experiences of living in London and working in the city. And so nine years ago, we'd moved to Bedford by that point, And my son was, um, was about to start school. Um, I'd done the, the, the commute to London for a while, but I, I just got to the point where I wanted to to do the school run, less time commuting, more time at home with, with him. So I left the city and I took on a temping role at BPHA and it was only meant to be one month temporary contract. And that was eight and a half years ago. <laughs> and I'm still here. <laughs> and, and I have to say, I just, I still love my, my job as much as and the role as much as I did all those years ago. And I think when you've been at an organisation for a long time as well, it's actually reflective of maybe how great that organisation is and your passion for the role as well, because it's it's definitely coming across. So, yeah. and I know I've spoken to several of your team members at BPHA actually, and they all sound very very friendly, very down to earth, and uh, a really kind of supportive team, which is which is really good. So I know where the offices are as well. I drive past them when I do the school run. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so your ultimate goal then, what's that? What's that, Jules? My ultimate goal is to sort of move into more of a strategic business partner position. Now, obviously, we know that the role is changing and it's evolving. And I just think using all my, my experience, my knowledge, my, my new learning and my ongoing learning will really help me achieve this. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And what's one thing that you, you love about this profession then? I love the variety. I just love that no two days, I don't think for any anyone in the profession is ever the same. Yeah. You know, you could be just doing all sorts. One day you could be organising a, a conference for 300 people and the next day you could be ordering stationery or writing a blog for the company in intranet. It's just, it's just the variety I love. And, and, and the profession as a whole is just really supportive of, of each other. I think I love that community. That's, that's yeah. like we said, you know, everyone really wants to support each other, which is great. So yeah. And then let's balance things out then. So you've identified one thing you love about the profession, but what's one thing that you find most challenging about this, about this role or this profession? One of the main challenges is the perception and the recognition of the profession. You know, I've, I've seen it for a long time and um, small changes have been made. It would just be nice. I mean, I, I really see now that it's being seen as a career, but there is, you know, there is still some work to do. But um, what's amazing is there are lots of networks and associations and bodies and training companies, you know, like, like yourselves, really pushing to elevate the profession and, and just get that get that perception changed which I think is working. The advocacy is so important isn't it and I think I always say as well it needs to start from the PAEA themselves and from you yourself and that's the great thing investing in your personal professional development and actually having that that ultimate goal to be more strategic to be able to more fully support your executive and your team that's really where I think that the foundation needs to lie for this raising the profile of the profession but the yeah changes are are being made I think the last year uh, sort of with everyone working from home has been a really interesting time. I, I think it's really put the profession under the spotlight. And I know a lot of EAs, PAs are, are kind of feel that they have to almost justify their roles and they really need to step up to proving that they are adding value and contributing when they're not maybe so visible when they're not in the office and they're working from home. It's been an interesting time, hasn't it, for, for all? 
Yes, it's been difficult, I would say, and, and obviously very different. Just that connection isn't maybe not always there or that relationship and it's trying to keep it going virtually. And like you say, the, the skill set and just showing what we can do because, you know, lots of people don't really understand what we are capable of, I don't think. And I think undergoing training like this as even even someone who's been doing the, the, the job as long as I have, it gives you that confidence. So, yeah, I can do this. And, yeah, I do understand that. I knew I understood it, but this just proves that I, I do. And you can take it to your manager or your company and say, look, I've got all these skills. I can do X, Y, Z, you know. And to use your, your E word from earlier, kind of that empowerment. And it's almost that, that enlightenment as well. The fact that you, you suddenly realize that the stuff and the processes that you're already doing and the, and the things that you're doing actually have some model or theory attributed to them. And it kind of gives you that boost of confidence. You know, I'm doing this stuff. And you know what? This business guru is saying, this is how we should be doing it. And this is actually how I'm doing it. Or maybe I need to slightly tweak my working practices to make them even better and more effective and more efficient, which is, um, you know, really exciting that 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 knowledge and that awareness and that learning is just uh, incredible to uh, to really help you and, and others in their profession. So now, Jules, one question I absolutely love asking my Chatterway guests is around um, their, their dinner guests and who they would invite to dinner if they could choose three people and that's alive or historic because I think it, it shares a lot about about people here. So, three dinner guests, then, Jules. Who would you invite? Okay. Um, so, my first guest um, would be my nan, who was uh, my number one fan. I have to say, um, and she was just so proud when I got my first job in the bank, and then when I went to the city, she was just proud as punch and. I would always pop down. She literally lived at the end of the road from from where I grew up. So I would pop down and we'd have tea and cake and tea was always in a teacup. We never had mugs. Um, and she was she was just the lovely. Um, and she baked amazing cakes. So I would like her to come to, to my dinner party and bring a cake. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And the, and the fine bone china teacup. Well. And the tea, yeah. <laughs> she could provide all the china. I love that, I love that. <laughs> So your second guest then, George. Um, my second guest would be Michelle Obama, who I just I just think she's she's great. She's eloquent. She's um, inspiring. She just comes across as really human and caring um, and funny. <laughs> um, and I would hope that she might sort of um, tell some stories about life in the White House as well. <laughs> <laughs> Chatham House rules what's said in the house is no further than the house. <laughs> and, your, and your final guest then, Jules. And so my final guest for the sort of fun, you know, keep it, keep it fun and the comedy element would be Mickey Flanagan, who is a, I think, a very funny comedian. He's a Londoner, so he would get on famously with my nan, who was also a Londoner, and he would, he would just keep the jokes going. So if, it, it would just be a really fun evening. I, I think for our um, international listeners, Mickey Flanagan does uh, um, some amazing uh, sketches and spiels. And one of his is around going out, out, isn't it? Going out, out. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we've all been saying in, in. <laughs> but yeah, now lockdown is easing. We're definitely all going to be going out, out. And we need to plan an out, out trip, Jules, <laughs> somewhere in Bedford so we can meet face to face. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, dear. So, Jules, one final 
question for you then. We have um, a lot of listeners who are who are either new to the PA profession or they're thinking of joining this PA EA profession. What advice would you give to them? My advice would be network, join join you know groups of network groups or associations just to get the um, input from experienced PAs and EAs and just to to meet people get get a sense of the role and how it's evolving I think I think that the networking interaction and just people's experience can really give you a good insight into what your role could could be and do some training just do you know learn some skills on on things like I mentioned like the management styles and the communication styles so put yourself in the best the best position to to really succeed in your role and just you know embrace as much learning and uh, training as you as you can I think that's really key brilliant brilliant love that advice and there are like you say there are so many resources out there you know to support this profession as well and and so many so many people kind of raising the profile so excellent Jules we have come to the end of our chat away I hope you've enjoyed this and I know it was outside of your comfort zone so I hope I have put you at ease and um and you've enjoyed this chat away I know our listeners are going to love all of their advice and the knowledge and the wisdom that you've shared here so I just want to say a huge congratulations again for achieving your level four and we are so looking forward to welcoming you in May on our May cohort to the mini MBA carrying on with your with your learning so and let's when we finish this call let's look at our diaries and get a date in to go out out yes out <laughs> no more staying in in no more in in no just gently easing into the out out so <laughs> okay Jules enjoy the rest of your day thank you Lindsay okay thank you I have thoroughly enjoyed this chat away with Jules. I want to congratulate her for taking herself out of her comfort zone and sharing such valuable learning with you all. I wish her continued success with the studies on the mini MBA with us. And I hope you've all thoroughly enjoyed this listen. The EAPA Chataway podcast. Find out more online at yourexcellency.co.uk.